Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And thank you very much for downloading our podcast from our final day in St. Petersburg before we head off to Moscow. And uh, it wasn't a bad show, was it? It was great fun. And you're here. We visited the world-famous uh, museum, the Hermitage, yesterday, and uh, did a package of that. I hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, treated it ridiculously really but you're here uh, Kevin Day popped in the studio uh, we had a fun with him we had a bit of a chat about how it's going back home uh, he had a go at me about moaning about everything well it's true really and uh, food here is really bad honestly Moose we set Moose a challenge he lived up to it you'll hear that that was fun uh, Tinsel he was good he was on he the was good, yeah. Denmark yeah. Uh, Australia Steve Freeth's uh, TV formats that went pretty well and uh, I'd say that's just about it really good okay well uh, here it all is Six minutes past ten with you, six minutes past midday here. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Andy. We'll stay on uh, UK time. Yes, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Paul. And uh, we saw Dion Dublin last week in our Moscow hotel. I forgot to tell you this, Paul. Oh, yeah. I had a chat with him. He's very, very excited. He's just landed a commission from Russian TV, Homes Under the Hammer and Sickle. Oh, that's good. I thought you'd I like thought that. we'd all watch that, <laughs> wouldn't we? We, we would. We can pick up some bargains over here, can't we? <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah. Now, finding somewhere to eat in St. Petersburg can be a little bit of a problem. Well, it is for you, mate, because you're well, a very think, fussy eater. Well, it is. And our favourite place last night, Tokyo City, was favourite place went there once <laughs> when it was decent went, went there once <laughs> it was full yeah. and uh, so David saw a restaurant offering Czech cuisine he said to me do you fancy Czech cuisine I yeah. said to him the day I fancy Czech cuisine is the day I shuffle off this mortal coil <laughs> well look that's very hard on our Czech <laughs> listeners of which there are many <laughs> and I've been to in Prague once I went to a Czech restaurant and I, I'm guessing having sampled traditional Czech food you yeah. probably wouldn't have liked it because um, what, a couple of the boys there they had uh, knee Knee. They had knee. <laughs> knee. And then one of them said, oh, a bit gristly. I said, well, it would be. It's a knee. You're eating a knee. So I, I, don't, I think the cuts might not have been for you. I oh, know. Uh, I definitely really agree. I said to him, Good beer, though. Have you, absolutely. So have you ever heard people say, have you tried that new five-star Czech restaurant? Anyway, we settled on an Italian. Oh, he's not going to be very welcome <laughs> in Prague, is he? Oh, I'm not going there. We settled on an Italian trattoria. Or tr- yeah, that's right. Trattoria or trattoria? Trattoria. Trattoria, trattoria. Trattoria, trattoria. Yeah. And uh, where we encountered. What a player he was. We encountered a fellow 
woman customer with the worst BO ever, which was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> well, I mean, nothing, nothing stays unsaid, does it? it? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. But the best bit was you spotted an unattended left bag. Well, I thought they'd left it, these two women. They, they walked outside. They're, they were kind of Patty and Selma, basically. Yeah, they they? Were, yeah. And they'd, they'd, they'd left this bag on the chair and they walked out the restaurant. So I thought, you know, yeah. they'd left some stuff there. So I rushed out with this bag and they'd just both stand there having a tab. You <laughs> it, know? Was, it was so BO. Imagine watching MacGyver <laughs> on the big screen. A great excitement in the restaurant, though, when uh, news came through that Torquay had signed a player. Oh, yeah. Jason now, we, had to, we had to watch, we had to sit there and watch the new signings um, YouTube show reel, didn't we? It was fantastic. He, he went straight onto YouTube. Remind us of his name, John. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, Jason. Jason Banton. Yeah, Jason Classic Banton. Banton. That's what the, yeah. the clips... It was good to be able to hear John there because his headphones... Oh, you didn't, we didn't hear oh, him. Oh, we didn't you hear, hear him. Okay. But he's basically wearing a headphones to speak to us. But each day they've got more and more gaffer. In fact, they're all yeah, gaffer tape. They are basically all gaffer tape <laughs> now. Yeah, it's quite rock and roll, that, the way it's held together. He, that's an affectation of his, I think. Now, <laughs> yes, um, go on. Uh, we went out and about yesterday in St. Petersburg um, and we went to the world-famous... Hermitage, yeah, uh, Hermitage, Hermitage. It is um, a museum and art gallery. It's an incredible place, uh, an amazing building, an amazing setting. Incredible. But we thought, as we, this is talk sport, it's not enough for us to just to sort of uh, walk around an art gallery being all sooty. We had to try and bring it back to sport uh, and indeed talk sport as much as possible. So uh, let's have a listen and see if we managed to do it. Earlier on, we discovered that uh, Jordan Henderson and maybe a number of the other England players on their day off had come to the Hermitage. Uh, Is that what it's called? Well, it could be the Hermitage, named after <laughs> Keith Hermitage, the former Bolton centre-half. That I made that up. There's, there's no such person. But we thought if, if it's good enough for uh, Jordan, if yeah. it's good enough for uh, Liverpool's midfield schemer, yeah. then it's good enough for us. It's, right, uh, it's yeah. supposed to be in a stunning building. Um, we even turned queuing for tickets into sport because there was yeah. about five different lines. I got in one, you got in the other, yeah. and I, I won about, about three furlongs, you didn't I? By at least six idiots who couldn't I picked the up machine. the tab, but that, that, that's, the point. That's, that's the least Why I can do. Why these people stand there trying to just work out how to buy a ticket? Yeah, it was quite a simple machine. But anyway, there's lots of different parts of this museum. Yeah. I was hoping to come to the actual art gallery, but sadly we seem to have ended up in the bit where there's antiquities. Yeah, there's a lot of antiquities. And, you know, I, I like the odd antiquity, but you can only look at so many sixth-century arrowheads. <laughs> Really, <laughs> especially when we're on a fairly limited time scale and there's quite a lot of football to watch. But join us now as we give you three idiots in the Hermitage. So we've come across a very interesting uh, part of the exhibition, some 6th uh, century sewage pipes. Yeah, just, I just stand here and I find... Just imagine the amount of... Effluent. Stuff that's gone through that <laughs> over the years. Effluent is really. the correct word. That's right. This is one for the prodigy fans here. Oh yeah, um, this, if they've got a, they've got a, a fire striker with a bit of a bit of flint. flint. Instant fire striker. Twisted <laughs> fire striker with a bit of flint. A bit like one of those oh, barbecues. Look at this. That is, in fact, actually the earliest version of the UEFA Cup. It is. It's yeah. a very UEFA Cup looking. You take pictures here, we'll be wrestled to the ground. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> come up to something now called the Allens in the North Caucasus of the 6th and 20th century. It was Alan Brazil, yeah. Alan Parry, yeah. uh, Alan Carr. Alan Carr, just some of the Allens, Alan Mullery, just some of the Allens that, that were in the North Caucasus at this time between the 6th and 
I don't think that stacks up, does it? Sixth and twelfth centuries. Yeah, I mean that's quite a long time, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's a long time. I mean that's a lot of hours. It's a long time to be doing the breakfast show. <laughs> We've come across uh, a horse wearing a full suit of armour mm-hmm. and a man wearing a full suit of armour. What were the handicappers thinking? Well, if he gets rid of the uh, iron suit, the armour, he'd win the race. He'll win the race. I think he'll get the trip. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no way you could. You could jump. I mean, even on the flat, that would be difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're trying desperately to bring it back to sport. <laughs> Clearly, this was using some kind of battle. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> now, we are in a sea of guilt, basically, yeah. which sounds very profound, but isn't. I mean, like, gold leaf and everything. It's a bit like being in David Sullivan's living room, <laughs> isn't it? But not quite as flash. No, it's, it's pretty uh, similar. It is, but it is quite impressive, isn't it? But... Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's full on. It's full on. I could see him walking up these steps in one of his red velvet jackets. Couldn't you? Signing players willy-nilly. It's got that kind of feel to it. He's a Scottish player, isn't he, willy-nilly? Yeah, willy-nilly. He's going to sign willy-nilly, the Scottish lad. Something called the Khazar Fortress of Sarkel, which I thought was a Marillion album. <laughs> I think I've got it at home. <laughs> Certainly a track on an album. It was very good. I always played that one live. It had a 12-minute drum solo in it. That one there, that piece at the top, what's yeah. the point of that, really? <laughs> really, honestly. Andy is pointing at a, a piece of... Uh, a piece of broken pot, basically. 8.34. Why do we all look at our watch when you said that? <laughs> no, the year... Good morning, it's 8.34. <laughs> Joining me live from the Khazar Fortress of Sarkel alongside me, Dean Saunders. Dino. <laughs> okay, so we've come across a sculpture here, and it's possibly one of the Allens from the Caucasus that we discussed earlier on. It is, it's Alan Bernard Brazil, isn't it? It's it AB is. Brazil. All you need to do, Paul, is go and stand behind it because you do a good Alan. Work it from yeah, the back. Work it from the back. Let stay out of sight. Morning. People will think, blimey, Alan's here. Yeah. So it's it's, 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 it's like a stunning, a, it's a stunning, uh, stunning likeness, isn't it? Incredible, the hair yeah. especially. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think yeah. it's, it's, of course, in pale, opaque uh, kind of marble. So have you got any rouge? Just, <laughs> just... full of beautiful paintings by the famous Hungarian artist whose name I've never heard of. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, the rooms are the stars, aren't they? They've got this oh, yeah, no mind his paintings. No. <laughs> you might as well just get but rid no, of them. No, but if you, you know, if you were just kind of wandering the corridor oh, no. of a normal gallery, they wouldn't look so incredible. But we're in a kind of, again, we're, this is David Sullivan's dining room. <laughs> uh, he'd, have a, he'd have a big screen, uh, I think, at the end of the wall there. But it is... Um, yeah, I mean, it's got, it's got big, ornate... The chandeliers are very much in the uh, only fours and horses envelope, aren't they? That's probably the best way to describe them. Imagine three of those yeah. with Grandad at one end with a hammer. <laughs> um, but no, these are quite incredible yeah. rooms. Incredible paintings, but I feel very much influenced by Constable and Turner. You're saying you, you find his work derivative, Andy? Very, is very that, is derivative, that what you're saying? yeah. OK, well, fine. Well, I, I beg to differ, <laughs> but we won't argue about that now. And uh, we come across, we were, that was the Tsar Library. Now there's photos of the Tsarinas. Yeah. Related, of course, to Tsarina Adams, who does the travel on top sport. Is that right? Yeah. God, I'm learning quite a lot on this trip, I must say. I have no idea. I've been trying to work out what this building reminds me of, and I think I've come up with it. Ikea. 
because it's impossible to find the exit and it's absolutely massive. And there's a pretty good chance at the end that we can buy some meatballs for the freezer. <laughs> That was the uh, Hermitage. What a fantastic uh, building! What a fantastic collection of art! Oh, there was a absolutely there was a Reynolds in there. Yeah. That uh, there's a very famous painting. That you just sort of happen upon it. One of like millions of paintings in a room. But uh, they have kicked off in the second game of the <laughs> afternoon. As much as I like a little walk around the gallery, <laughs> there's football to be watched, and I'd that's say so. basically what we're here for. <laughs> it's true. Pint anyone? <laughs> Oh, a bit of culture. Yeah, I thought very cultural. Yeah, yeah it was uh, quite yeah. nice to uh, take in a bit of culture. Yes, we didn't Not reduce bad. it. To About seven quid to get in. You, you could easily yeah. spend all day there. Yeah, you could, could do if it was if there wasn't Uruguay against Saudi well, Arabia. Yeah, but that wouldn't be. I'd have to come back when that wasn't a distraction. If you are in St Petersburg, mm. seriously, you've got to go. It's fantastic. Very place. good. Yeah. It's Hawksbeam Jacobs live from St. Petersburg. We leave the city a little bit later on this afternoon and head back to Moscow. I'll be pleased. Yeah, that's right. You can get some uh, good food in Andy. I've been complaining about the grub here, but uh, it's not like you complain really about anything. No, not, not at all. Not now, like at all. Now, do you remember we, uh, just on the eve of the, or the afternoon of the England game, hmm. we visited for good luck the Chiswick Pizzic statue. The that's right, the small bird under a bridge that you have to throw coins on, and if the coins land on the little plinth the bird stands on, uh, it brings you good luck. It's, it's, I'd like to say it's an old, thousand-year-old tradition here from St. Petersburg, but it's like about 20 years ago someone did it. And <laughs> students keep nicking it. They keep nicking the little birds. So oh, they have really? a load of them cast, ready to replace it. But you'd have to be... It's quite a long way down, so you'd have to be dangling one of the other students... <laughs> by the legs, which we wouldn't advise you to do really over a bridge. But uh, yeah. Well, anyway, yesterday, John, our producer, John Kelly, came up with a brilliant idea for Arsenal fans. The Keswick Pezik. You have to land a coin on a small statue of Sir Chips Keswick. That's nice. That's yeah. a really brilliant idea. That's a great idea. Well, well, I mean, they're doing some good business. They may not need that luck. And, um, oh yes, yesterday was uh, we found ourselves once again at the Fan Fest, or yeah. Grim Fest, as I like to call yeah. it. I mean, it's the, the, if, if you've been overseas Seats for a tournament, you'll know that the Fan Fest at the Euros or a World Cup. It's fine when the game's on because everybody's there having a drink, or having something to eat, watching the game, and it's all very kind of collective experience. I know Andy doesn't like that, but some people do. But it's half time and before. It's like, oh, being, in, yeah. it's like being in the world's worst holiday camp. <laughs> Bloke gets on to, that we, like Yesterday we had uh, Russian Timmy Mallet, <laughs> oh, and he's doing countdowns and kiss cam, and uh, you feel like an old. But it was so loud. They turn it up twice as loud as the match. And uh, and it's that kind of that kind of English Russian hybrid language where they go in from one to the other. Yeah, yes. And the it's this kind of for enforced fun, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yesterday we had Will Smith's terrible official song oh, yeah. at three thousand decibels, followed by uh, screaming at the audience, "Let's do the Iceland clap!" No, let's not bother. For goodness' Oi. sake. Yeah, <laughs> no uh, one really, no one really went. For it. it was a bit half-hearted, but the bloke got on the drum and he was trying to get everybody going. But I thought. No, mate, really. We just, watched, <laughs> we just watched 45 minutes of Uruguay boring the pants off us. I don't think we need to do no, this no. now. And uh, we're a bit thirsty, so we decided to go for a drink, uh, John and I, and uh, we joined a queue of short queue of three people. Yeah, you were uh, away a, a long time. Yeah, 11 minutes later, we finally got served, and uh, it's because... 
each order, instead of like, you know when you go to cricket? Oh, yeah. Like, they've got it sussed at cricket here. You go to a test match, and they've already poured out, yeah. like, hundreds of pints. Mm. So they're there. So the same at Wembley. The pints are already there, and the queue basically goes quite quickly. It does, yeah. Here, they just basically, each time they get an order, the woman has to pour the beer into the souvenir cup. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, anyway, I quite fancied the souvenir cup, and uh, after 11 minutes, I, uh, I, did, I wasn't drinking beer yesterday. As you say, I didn't feel that well. So I, I thought I'd just have a bit of a Coke. And... Uh, the bloke, the surly bloke behind the counter, refused to give me a souvenir cup. Snatched the money out of my hand. Wow, <laughs> that was it. I imagine you'd been standing. He probably spoke English, and you'd been bitching in the line for eleven minutes. Well, so was that it? John sent him. I'm sure you'll soon be working at the Savoy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, look, we found the one rude bit of customer service we've encountered in about over a week of being yeah, in the yeah. country because everybody else has been fine. It wasn't great there, but what can you do? Never mind. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Andy Jacobs' new book. I'm not complaining. We were looking for somewhere to eat on. TripAdvisor yesterday. I think John found a place that you must try the amazing heroin and potato pancakes. No. We said, what? What was that? Herring. Oh, herring. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've misheard. Yeah, I know, we both it. misheard. Yeah, it. that's right. Now, I make notes all the time, as you can imagine. Yeah, just well, so just we've the random thoughts things. of Andy Jacobs on Sometimes, the next day, I go to my notes, and for some reason, I've got in my notes about the Hermitage Museum. What have you the, the curators were Steve Nickel and Steve Mahon. I don't know what happened. Steve Ma- Steve McMahon. <laughs> Steve McMahon, yes. No, it was the idea. We just had an idea for a South Bank show, didn't we? That there'd be a special set. Did I did Job Benson's film? We talk about the new uh, curators of the Hermitage Museum. Steve McMahon and Steve Nichols, former Liverpool midfielders, took over last year in a surprise move. We're behind the scenes and some of the changes they've made, the amount of Liverpool scarves that have replaced. Uh, it's become Alan Bennett, hasn't it, really? I said to Mum, why Steve Nichols and Steve McMahon in charge of the Hermitage, Mum? She said, oh, shut up and eat your tea, Alan. Or something like that. Then we saw a pony in trap. Basically, we're sitting in cabs. While this yeah. is going on, we're sitting in cabs. And that's where all the drivers are Flying squad. It's all I can think. <laughs> they, do you know what? Everybody had a mate like that when they were about 18. He's just passed his test and uh, he's in like a escort or something. And he drives too quick. He drives on the brakes. It's that, it's the, but you know, at least when the police do it, they know what they're doing. Yeah. These blokes, you get in the car, oh. oh, we're going we're to go into the back of him. They're weaving. I think it's a very aggressive country at driving. Unless you do drive like that, if you're driving all the time, you wouldn't get anywhere. Because it, it's, it's like stock car racing. I wait for a bloke to be pulling a caravan behind <laughs> us and or have the doors welded up on half the cabs. And the traffic, because there's traffic jams yeah. either side. But in the middle of the road, are the tram lines, you know, for the electric, still have electric trams yeah. here, which are quite picturesque, right, nice to look at. Mm. But then what they do is they just try and drive on that. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. really. But it's never a, it's we saw You basically, the minute you... All of us thought we were all going to throw up the minute we got Most cab journeys here are, are, are a full vom experience. They aren't are. they? Yeah. We saw a pony at Trap at one point. Did we really? Don't you remember yesterday? We, oh, that's we, right. Yeah. We decided to ring Lord Vesty. He says, yes, pony and trap racing at Cheltenham over the jumps. Over the jumps. That would, that would be like when they tow caravans in stock car racing, wouldn't it? Imagine that. The car. As, as long as the horse is all right. You know, that's okay. So that was good. And, uh, Anything else? I'll tell you, yes, we met a bloke yesterday. Very interesting, actually. Um, one of the tech ops at uh, working at the the matches yeah and he told us you know we all have heard these tales about how they protect the official uh, sponsors. sponsors but he was wearing a nike t-shirt yeah. training he was pitch side <coughs> in his job yeah That's right. doing his job and uh, one of these fifa blazers came up to him and of course adidas are the main sponsors here and he made him remove his yeah. t-shirt and get, trainers. get that off get that off he said or cover it up i, I mean know. I mean, you would think then that the good people at Adidas or indeed FIFA would supply them with an alternative if they're so keen. Yeah. 
I know. But yeah, because he was it's down on the pit side and he may have been seen on the camera. So they, they fiercely protect the sponsors. Fiercely protect them. And crossing the road here is an interesting experience. Yeah. Very, very long timed sequences. And you can see the seconds ticking yeah. by. So like when there's about 10 seconds to go, you think, well, I'll make a dash for it. I don't want to wait another 120 seconds. Yeah. So last night I saw the green 10 second. Th- I thought, I can get across it. I've still even, I'm a bit old, but I've still got a bit of pace. Oh, you still got, yeah, over the first, it's the first 10 yards in your head. <laughs> very much it? so. So I sprinted across the road, but I ended up doing a Brian Ricks. My trousers came down. I don't know what happened <laughs> there. fantastic. Yeah. Must have taken you back to that day in that relay yeah. when you couldn't get it the was. tracksuit bottoms off. It was off. incredible. That's right. And you were, again, I think we underestimate just how much um, basic Anglo-Saxon English is spoken here. Everybody seems <laughs> okay. to understand the swear words. We told you the other day uh, that the Russians are incredibly fiercely proud of their quality and breadth of swearing. Mm. Uh, Mark Bennett's in his book, uh, Football Dynamo, says, Russians, as they're prone to do about almost anything, women, tanks, home cooking, etc., vehemently claim that their swearing is superior to any in the world. And as your trousers fell down and the seconds ticked <laughs> away, you gave us a good well, old... Well, she told me, so I had to swerve. Yeah, uh, three, three, four young girls were crossing the road. So he had to swerve, still holding up his keks, with the seconds ticking away before he gets wiped out by the flying squad. And you exclaimed, you gave us a great old four-letter exclamation, and they all laughed. Yeah, they did, to be so, fair. So uh, th- I'd like to think in the swearing stakes, uh, we are holding our own. Now, for three days running, I've promised the guys from the New York Brass Band that I would do this. Uh, they were, of course, uh, that's their normal guys. They were, of course, the Yorkshire Tea Band. Oh, yeah. A couple of years ago, they were sponsoring the show. They came into the studio. Lovely fellas. Mm. And they, they play all over the country. And they had a very sad incident on the weekend. Somebody nicked their equipment. Oh, really? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pathetic, actually. And it's beautiful sousaphone, which is, you know, marked New York Brass Band. I mean, what's anybody else going to do with that? It's yeah. pathetic, actually. Anyway, if you have seen it or you get offered it or anything like that, you know, See so it, we're on the, we're on the look. It, yeah. What city was it in? In London. Yeah. Oh, oh, so not in not over here. No, no, they're not over here. So if you're in London, you see a rogue sousaphone. It's pretty clearly there because it's all marked up. So uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say, "What does a sousaphone look like?" <laughs> yeah, it's all like a bit yeah. tr- sort of like a trom not so trombone, is it? You're no help, are you? It's yeah. a tuba you put around your neck. What about Thanks very much, John, whose headphones have now he disintegrated completely. A-level music. <laughs> he did. I thought he was a musicologist. But, yeah, that's uh, right. And uh, we've seen a lot of people, we've mentioned it here, the people with uh, very, a lot of collagen implants they on have, their lips. We've noticed it's quite a big thing amongst, uh, amongst the ladies. Men and women. Here in Moscow. I call them the, the Marcelo Lippies. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I took a photo of one to send to my wife. Because yeah. I knew she'd be interested. She doesn't really like football, but she's interested in that sort of thing. So I, I, I went to send it to her on WhatsApp, but I inadvertently sent it to the TalkSport WhatsApp group. Yeah. I think they were so m- some of them may be getting it Hugh done. Izzy was <laughs> some extremely of them. surprised. I don't know if any of them are th- some, Maybe some of the boys are thinking, that's, a, that's the look I want. <laughs> I want a trout pal. They probably did do that, absolutely. So, um, Sepp Blatter wearing um, uh, a little kind of fan pass. Pictures have just emerged. Of really? Here, of course. As a fan, one of the games, oh, yeah, okay. great fans, and there he is with his uh, yeah, fan Make him queue up. Make him queue up. Fan to, ID. To get everywhere. You know, make him go through security. Make him go in the worst seat in the house. Yeah, that'll yeah. happen. No. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, um, throughout the uh, tournament, we have been challenging uh, the Moose, and uh, he's got one in the bank. I think he's working up to uh, the, uh, the bath being beaten with That's sticks right, in yeah. the sauna and then the plunge pool. So he's working up to that one. He much prefers uh, some of the kind of easier stuff. So it, we, we, you did send me a challenge yesterday to go and find a greengrocer's because you'd not really noticed one, had you? I hadn't seen one at all and uh, I'm quite desperate for a bit of fruit and veg. Well, let's see how he got on. Good afternoon, Moose. Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're hey, good, good, thank thanks. you. So was it, was it difficult to, uh, 
to find a greengrocer's anywhere in Moscow? Yeah, I could only find three in the whole of Moscow. Right. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't easy. Uh, and then I had to obviously track it down and locate it. Mm. Uh, but I managed to this morning, which was excellent. And I came across. Uh, I, I, I went inside and came across a guy called Daniel. Yeah. I, I, I asked him why there were so few greengrocers in Moscow. <laughs> and obviously, the interview that I have hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been readied yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay, fair worry. enough. Only, right. only an hour, to, to, only an hour to, to get two seconds of audio out of that bloke, but never mind. Um, we'll play we'll, it later. We'll play it out later. Don't, touch don't, that don't worry about it. And uh, but, um, what, he, was telling, he was telling me it's because they have better quality fruit than in the supermarkets, but the supermarket fruit is cheaper. So uh, ah. anyway, but it's like, anyway, I walked out the shop, and I like to think I've got a really good sense of direction. Yeah. And I walked out the shop. I thought to myself, do you know something? I kind of recognise this place. Mm. Not the greengrocers, obviously. No. I thought, if I go to the end of the road and turn right and then hang a left, guess where I might end up? I've, I've seen the, the pictures. I've seen the pictures. I love anyway, cakes. So, hang on, hang on. So I, I, hung, I hung around at the end of the road, walked up about 200 yards, turned left, thought to myself, hello, it's this road. I recognised it. <laughs> and there, behold, I thought, I found my cake shop. So you're talking to me now in the middle of the most enormous chocolate um, I don't know what you call it, chocolate sort of cake with cream and, and, and solid chocolate. I mean, it's, this is death by chocolate times about 10. It's absolutely amazing. So, so yeah, the greengrocer was, was a good challenge because it brought me straight back. To, and by the way, much easier to find this today than it was two days ago. Oh, look, we're desperate for your trousers not to fit uh, by the uh, end of this trip. So we're going to send you on another challenge. You're going to love this. There is a... Uh, it's, you're gonna, you definitely will love this. It's, it's a chocolate shop and factory and museum. And right? shop, yeah. Uh, it's called, so Red, it's called Red October. So basically, we're going to send you on a hunt for Red October. Does that uh, ring any bells hunt. to you, Moose? I'm going to do my best Sean Connery impression now. Oh, it does. Oh, well It's done, a film he's seen. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it, a film I've seen, yeah. Oh, I've got it here. Red, Red October in Moscow. It's cut straight away. Um, Kroptinskaya. That's the uh, that's the metro station. So I think you'll find which it. One, which one is it? Kroptinskaya. All right. That's certainly not, not very close to here. But don't worry. I'm sure I could factor yeah. and get back here at some point. Well, I'm, <laughs> afraid, I'm afraid we can't the... find anywhere next to your nearest cake shop. That is, <laughs> that's obviously quite a limiting challenge, isn't it, really, if you're just Actually, using that as a base? Do you know what? I'm not being funny. This ain't too far away. Oh, because okay. the multi- no, no, because the station I got out today was very close to the Multimedia Art Museum in Moscow. Nice, yeah. And just over the river, uh, which is about looks like it's about two miles away, but just over the river is the Moscow Red October Gallery. So um, I'm figuring it can't be that far away. Well, look, we're going to send you on the hunt for Red October. And uh, and also, Andy was considering giving you two tickets to the Bolshoi Ballet. Would you sit through two, three hours of, of ballet? Or you know what? I've, been, I, I've been to the Bolshoi Ballet. Wow. Uh, I, went, I went two days ago. It's a lovely building from the outside. Would I go in and watch an opera? Uh, it's not really all for me, all that, all that sort of prancing around tights and singing in Latin. To be honest with you, I mean, I, singing I, I, in I'm Latin. Latin. You sure it wasn't a church? <laughs> I think you might have wandered more, into a Catholic church. I, I'm, 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 more, I'm more of a sort of you know Portugal Senegal man rather than Latin. Okay. Uh, than a um, what do you call it? Opera type person. Mark, I mean, so we didn't get into the fan fest for the opening game because it was they closed it down because there were so many people who turned up to watch Russia in the opening match against Saudi Arabia. So, what, what's the Moscow fan fest like? What's that? Have you have you made it there yet? Yeah, I went there the other night. I mean, I, I, every in, in every single you know World Cup I've been to, 
Um, I've been to the Fan Fest, and I have to say it's it's probably the worst and the most disappointing that I've been to. <laughs> oh. um, they're, they're actually, you know, I mean, I remember sort of in Brazil and, and certainly um, in Germany um, in 2006, with quite a lot to do in the Fan Fest. And in terms of, you know, like two years ago, for example, in, in Paris as well, there was, there was quite a lot to do in terms of like, you know, football, you could play five a side on the pitch and what have you. Um, and, and there was somewhere to sit as well to watch the games. Here, there, here there isn't. It's just like you know, a great big sort of slab of concrete behind the University of Moscow. And I'm actually really disappointed with the fan fest over here. Oh wow. Okay. Well, look, um, we we'll try and check it out when we're next in Moscow. Uh, okay, go and search tomorrow for Red October Moose. Have a good day. We'll catch up with you then. Yeah, Thanks I will. I'm just gonna finish my cake. So I'll oh yeah, yes, well done, Eve. We'll, we'll leave you to your massive chocolate <clears> cake, <throat> the size of a house. He just sent out a picture. And of he's it. allergic to fruit and veg, so I he immediately had to go he into is, the cake he had shop. To rush. <laughs> yeah, it's detox. <laughs> as he got out of the fruit and veg shop. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome back to St. Petersburg. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Uh, we leave you at 12.30. We hand over to our team, building up to our first game of the afternoon on Talk Sport. Denmark versus Australia. Australia put in a decent performance against the French the other day. The Danes put a comfortable victory for them. So we'll see how that one pans out. Then it's France, Peru, Argentina, Croatia. That'll be a Croatia. good game. France, yeah. Peru will be a that lovely be a good Is that the one we're on the train? No, no, no. We'll, we'll see that. We'll oh, see good. Oh, actually, will we? Anyway, we'll, we'll work that out. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a so, cracker. So uh, let's get a different take on the World Cup from our point. We're a long way from home, but thankfully, somebody who's been watching from that end uh, is friend of the show, writer and comedian and Palace fan, Kevin Day. Kev, good to talk to you. 
Good morning, how are you? Was that um, Andy's voice I could hear singing then? That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's, it's lovely, isn't it? It's his new yeah. album. My new album. Russian songs. Sean, <laughs> Sean Dyche sings the songs of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, Kevin, what, what have you been enjoying? Well, I said, you'll have to excuse me. I'm slightly confused because I got a phone call yesterday from your producer saying, can you be in the studio at 11.15? I went, yeah. And that was all the details I got. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just actually catching up on why I'm here. So I've been enjoying It's been, do you know what? It's been a... Against all the expectations, it's been a great World Cup so far. I've been, I think, partly because for the first time in two decades, I've got no work to do whatsoever about about it or for right. it. And so I'm just at home watching it, and it's it looks great. I envy you being there. It looks like a wonderful country. It's beautiful. Are you in Moscow now? No, we're yeah, in, in St. St. Petersburg. Oh, we're in Moscow later. by the river. Have you been to the Hermitage? Have you been to? We the have. Oh, yes, we oh. have a little package this morning. We completely heathened it and brought it all well, back we, to sport. Because we only had a limited amount of time, we had to bring it really, give it a bit of a sporting angle. So oh, uh, cool. we you, covered, you we found it. Yeah, yeah. did, did Andy find something to moan about? Well, Honestly, I've been moaning yeah. a lot. I know you enjoy my moans. I do. So. Well, I, I also, because as, <laughs> as soon as I heard the news about Gareth Southgate's shoulder, I assumed that an interview with you had gone badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's um, mostly my complaints have been about the food. And uh, <laughs> and uh, also my mini bar this morning. Oh, it basically, no. it had nothing in it whatsoever. Well, it, basically, it's not a mini bar, it's a fridge. There's a big difference between <laughs> well, a mini bar also, and a fridge. Also, Andy, Unless you're Alan, of course, Alan and, Brazil. Andy's quite a little person, so to him it's just a bar, isn't it? <laughs> it's Actually, not to, uh, Andy, it's a kind of it's one of those cryogenic freezing chambers. <laughs> you could, yeah. could sit in there for a but couple honestly, of hours. I, I, I love you're just playing into the hands of all those people at home who moan about pampered broadcasters. You're in St. Petersburg <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the World Cup getting paid and all you can moan about is the I get I bet it's the quality of the vodka, isn't it? It's not just that. I mean, I had to. There's no water, of course, in the room, so I had to boil some water to drink because you can't drink the water here. Put it this way, it's Kevin. Great, it's like an, it's, I don't, it's like an old report from 19. We can drink the water. They got no tomato ketchup. It's ridiculous. No, I, looked, I googled again. it. Said because I, I was really thirsty. But is the water safe to drink here in St. Petersburg? And they went no. That's what Google said. Who to me. said no? You don't take Google's word in it. It's a modern country. It's civil. What do you mean? There's no water in your your room. Well, you can't drink the water. I didn't want to risk it. And I had a bit of a dodgy tum yesterday, so I didn't want to risk oh, it. Yeah. But I put it this way. Pray for Andy. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think Giles Corr and Monica Galetti will be featuring the Hotel Octia Barskaya from St. Petersburg in their amazing oh, yeah. hotel You mention them now, you're leaving. <laughs> don't you? Not beforehand. Honestly. Yeah. Talk about Russia's worst breakfast. You've never <laughs> seen anything it really, like it. Honestly, Kevin, it really isn't. <laughs> Only for... I, it you know, is. And the ultimate food snob it is. It's like, absolutely it, terrible. But to anybody. Paul, it, was, it was my fault for mentioning the word moaning. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, <laughs> yeah. let, I shouldn't have given a glimmer of really? moaning mode. Now, we, we saw this amazing moment. I don't know, Kevin, if you caught the game uh, last night with Spain-Iran, but there was a, a, a fairly bizarre moment right at the end of the game where one of the Iranian players decided to try something with the dying seconds with his team uh, needing uh, a goal to equalise. Tried a sort of uh, a somersault, a forward somersault into his throwing. Have you witnessed this yet? No, I didn't. To be honest, I was I was doing a rehearsal. I was still my eyes were still full of tears from watching the Spain players tenderly lift that tiny bird off the off the pitch at the start, which was a beautiful <laughs> yeah. moment. No, I missed the. F- oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, it's lovely. It's it's one of many beautiful tender moments in this World Cup that I'm sure we'll come on to discuss. Part, well, part they used to have these little clips, uh, FIFA fair play moments. They used to show in the '98 World Cup, and they'd be lo- lovely show uh, slow motion moments 
of sportsmanship between players. On um, French TV, wasn't on it? French big t- close-ups. Yeah, oh. yeah, big close-ups. I mean, well, you got them as well, I think, in this country. But I just, I, I, they were quite nice. We, that little bird definitely would have uh, counted as one of those. Well, I'll tell you, while we're mentioning fair play, one person who hasn't got fair play was... Uh, you probably not for Vicky Sparks, who became the first woman to commentate on a World Cup game yeah. yesterday. Right, uh, Morocco, uh, Portugal, uh, and she was perfectly good. She was. She had Martin Keogh next to her, which is always a distraction. Uh, <laughs> try to try to look away, but you'll find. But she was great. But the, yeah. the stick she's been getting. Uh, John Terry quite rightly got a lot of. He had to backtrack. No, but he he didn't do that. So unfair. Well, I know, it? but he shouldn't. Have, he sh- well, he, 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 do you know that John he, Terry paid for the women's, know, Chelsea know, women's know, team? And know, he really, I'm, I'm going to defend I, him. No, really. I, I, agree, I agree with that. I don't disagree. Well, I, I agree is the same as not disagreeing, but <laughs> it, it was unfortunate, the timing of his yeah, of It his was comments. very It was unfortunate, unfortunate but he, he certainly wasn't responsible for the, 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 the rest of Britain's football fans have to catch up with the fact that 50% of the population like football and are perfectly competent. Jackie Oatley, for example, has forgotten more about football than I ever know. And Vicky Sparks is a great comment. It was just astonishing that the, even the Mail today has had to have a full page to say, leave her alone, she did all right. And when the Daily Mail had said, leave yes. a woman alone, she did all right. It's true. But no, it's, do you know, it's been, you know what's interesting about this World Cup as well? I think I, I, I celebrated the England goal. I very rarely get to palace levels of celebration when, with, when England are playing because in the past it's always been... You know, much as I love my country, if Gary Neville's playing for it, I'm not going to be that upset if they get knocked out. Do you know what I mean? But it's all bit, watching that game the other night, uh, when when they equalise, I just thought, normally in the past you go, of course they've equalised. Well, let's work out the connotations. We'll just have to beat the next two teams. It's all right if we finish seconds. That means we'll avoid Germany, blah, blah, blah. But I was actually genuinely distressed and disappointed when they equalised. And when we scored the, the winning goal, I was so pleased because this is, for the first time for ages, this is an England team that you, you can actually really like. And yeah, it, it's interesting. It's a very, very good point, uh, Kevin, yeah. because I was in the pub. I feel oh. similar to you about England as well, but I went mad. I found myself leaping oh. around the pub. I was same, like, same here. And going it's, it's bonkers. Just, it's, it's, it's just enjoyable watching an England team playing grown-up football, even though they're a young side. Mm. They've got a plan. They stick to it. They look like they really want to play football. And also, the first... 20 minutes was as good a 20 minutes of football as I've seen in this World Cup so far and it, yeah. I, I actually felt a surge of pride which was which was great obviously you know, Ruben Loftus-Cheek he won the corner from which we scored and he, <laughs> he, using skills that he learnt in the season at Palace so clearly there is that link as well but no I really and you know the other thing I, I think the England team have been helped by the fact that for the first time in, in decades we haven't got the most fans out there we're yeah. just another team in terms of fans so that level of pressure's off there's no one worrying about are there going to be negative news reports? The England fans are just doing what the rest of the world's fans are doing, mixing nicely with people. Because some of the scenes of fans mixing together have been great. The, the Polish fans applauding the Senegal fans was fantastic. And then yeah. the, those Senegal fans, what a, what a joy to watch they were. Fantastic. We've seen footage of a 20-hour train journey where I think there's about five or six different sets of fans all drinking together, including a lot of England fans in the bar having a party. No problem. And we want to be great, seeing an awful Brilliant. lot more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jacob's here on TalkSport live from St. Petersburg. Kevin Day's back in our London studios, giving us his take on the tournament so far. Of course, comedian and uh, writer. Uh, Kevin, now that you wanted to know, you were, you're on tent hooks trying to find out who this commentator is. Let me tell you. Yes, please that, do. 
that he's effectively already tired, retired from football. It is one Barry Davis. Barry's going to do his last Wimbledon game oh. uh, uh, oh. at the tennis, of course, uh, on the 4th of July. And he was, again, the voice of football uh, as we grew up, wasn't he, alongside uh, Motti. They had a very different style, but I, I, I loved them both. But Barry was quite dry. He used to, he used to get annoyed with players, which, which Motti never generally mm. did. But he used to love... Barry getting just a bit short-tempered with footballers after a bad cross or a, or a miss. Well, also, well, he, he, look at his face. Just look at his face is the, yeah, the oh, one yeah, for our course. generation. But do you know what? Yeah. I, I met Barry a few times. I met John Watson several times, mainly mm. inside pubs, Barry less so. <laughs> the word uh, dapper, I think, could be it, mm. invented for Barry Davis. But like, he had a certain sort of, not military feel about it, but he was, very, he was more formal than John Watson. But for my money, he was every bit as good a commentator. And he, was, he always felt a bit more serious when Barry's gone. But he disapproved of things, like you say. He disapproved yeah. of the, uh, what he'd call the dark arts. He would tut when Francis Lee dived, for example. So what, yeah. What he'd make, yeah. <laughs> and, but also, it, it's just the fact that he was so much more versatile. You never found Motti turning up on hockey or, or no. ice skating. Oh, that famous it's, Olympic commentary. Yeah, against who cares the, about the Germans? The yeah. Who cares, of course, yeah. the mortal line. Now... Um, you may have noticed, Kevin, that Sepp Blatter is here in Moscow. Yeah, uh, well, not, not being there like you two pampered. <laughs> so I wouldn't have noticed, no. Well, it's on social media. <laughs> yeah, you know he's here. <laughs> and uh, he's just said, you'll love this, he said it's time for the British Isles to host a, a World Cup. Yeah, thanks. Now you're saying it. Yeah, now, great. now you, know, you know you can't make any difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, having said that, Kevin, I mentioned our, our old colleague uh, Kate Partridge spoke to him for Russia today yesterday. And uh, Sepp said, I, I'm actually still the head of FIFA. I'm just suspended. So it's like Infantino is keeping the seat warm. That's quite a staggering yeah. thing to say. I almost admire it a little bit. It's, it's like yeah. a mate of mine who was barred from the pub once and just refused to accept it. Just kept going back in <laughs> and, and, and then kept getting shown the door. He's, that's exactly what his attitude is. No, I'm still, I'm technically still the boss. I yeah. would, it's like, I, why would I be at the World Cup if I wasn't in charge of FIFA? It's ludicrous. Yeah. Of course I, I am. I had a friend at, at Chelsea who was banned for the season. Uh, very unluckily, actually, he wasn't. No, no, yeah. he wasn't touting tickets. He, he oh. was actually just selling a ticket to a bloke for, for cost price, but he got done yeah, for right. ticket touting. Mm. And they banned him for a season. And he's, uh, he's a home and away man. I mean, literally all over the world. And he just came to every game. And you kept thinking, yeah. how's he done that? Like, We've mentioned he before. Came with, a, came with a beard, then he was wearing a top hat. <laughs> the banning order. A top hat. I mean, I think a man with a top hat would stand out. Would it? Not they didn't have che- mirrors not on it like Noddy Holders. <laughs> no, not, not a Chelsea these days. A top hat wouldn't stand out at Chelsea. No, no you're probably, not in you're probably right. No, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, that old picture of the boys at Eton and the kind of scruffy kids looking yeah. at them. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> like that on the Fulham Road most games. Isn't it? You're going to love it next season, Kevin. Chelsea are going to be relegated. Haven't you heard? What? Do you know something I don't know? Well, look at it. They've got no. Yeah. Manager, they've got no direction, no director of football. They haven't bought anybody. Loftus Cheek saying, "Well, I don't know. If I don't get a game, I'm off." You know, well, of course yeah. he is. Possibly prepared, to Palace. prepared to squander a brilliant talent like that. It's bonkers. Well, yeah. he wouldn't be squandering it if he's had a year in the, the heady air of South London. He knows what well, the, what true. life's like on the other side of the fence, mate. He well, wants, it's made him feel what it's like to play regular football. And yeah. two right, he's a brilliant player. He's playing well. well it looks like well, he probably. If we, if we don't get him, we'll be getting Jack Wilshire, according to every news. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So Palace the favourites are they, Kevin? We've, we've well, been not according to uh, not according. Well, it's, <laughs> this is why I've stopped going on things like CPFC News Now and CPFC Gossip up, Update because mm. my, I just got really cross last night because according to Ray Parler, yeah. West Ham are favourites. But then you read on and it says Ray Parler says Jack Wilshire will come to West Ham because his dad supported them. 
Yeah. Oh. It was like, well, I don't think I don't think his agent would probably have a few words to say about that. Really. It's like, yeah, my dad's... His agent might be a Palace fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've given up until I get firm information. But we've been we've been linked with them. I'd lo- if we could get Loftus Cheek back, I, I wouldn't. We didn't. Know, we don't need to buy anybody else if we get Loftus Cheek on a permanent transfer because he's. You won't get him on a permanent transfer. Well, Chelsea's we've, dad. We've got to stop. We've got to Chelsea, stop. Well, are you going to pay fifty million quid for him? Yeah, we. That's af- what he'll go for. We can afford that. We're big, oh, yeah. big Every, players. Any Premier League side. Well, I'm, I'm fed up. Well, the other thing, the other rumour is we're after Tammy Abraham. So we've got to stop being a club that only loans players from Premier League clubs. We have to start buying players rather than. Yeah, yeah and he's another yeah. one that should be at Chelsea. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of this. Completely fed up with it. But, so uh, there we all go. right, well, you can get William Chelsea moaning in. Yeah, yeah. I just want to mention. He made, Kevin mentioned the yeah. uh, the Hermitage Museum. There, yeah, uh, the Hermitage. Hermitage. Yeah. Hermitage. Hey, what's funny? I was like, because we were so busy messing around and doing a piece that uh, when we came out, I said, oh, I'm really disappointed. We don't messing about we forgot to see the famous cat and he said believe. we didn't see the world famous we, cats we've in come to the Petersburg Museum. the Hermitage Museum's world famous cats and I thought well, that doesn't sound right doesn't so sound I was trying right. to work my way back do you know what it's like with old people <laughs> yeah, they yeah, say yeah. your nan says something you think what did she mean then what did nan you sit there afterwards with a cup of tea what did she mean and the, what it is there's a, there's a kind of cat circus in Moscow Whoa. So it was not the world famous cats. He said they're all behind. They're, in, they're behind a screen. I thought, I can't. Why would you have a living cat behind a screen <laughs> in glass? Yeah, well, no, see, I'm, I'm doubly because you know my passion is history. So I know about museums. I'm just yeah. thinking, how have I missed what Fabergé cats? I've missed the famous <laughs> Fabergé jewel. Oh, we didn't see the Fabergé eggs. How did we manage to miss them? How well, can you go there we, and not go to the Fabergé? It's your well, look, I'm, vi- the, I'm, visib- the, I'm visibly cross now. The fact the that pla- I don't blame you, I'm visibly cross. The place is the size of IKEA near Wembley uh, on about six floors. Uh, we saw as much as we could, and most of it was walking around trying to bring it back to football. We even saw this incredible 8th century uh, sculpture of a ram. We're saying, we'll take that back for Frank Lampard. He put it in the manager's office. So that's Andy, the, that was, Andy the was distracted on every floor by going, Where's the cat? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was, he was there on his yeah, translator saying, can you tell us where the cats are behind the glass? And he was getting nothing from but it. I didn't, know, I didn't know there was a cat circus in Moscow. I would love to yeah. see a cat circus. Well, we'll try and go to the cat circus oh, in go Moscow. Oh, go to the cat circus. Bring, I love cats. And bring that to you. Uh, what, have you, have you, have you what have you made of the video assistant referees and the use oh, of Kevin so far? You don't start me. You know how... Uh, you know my views on VAR. <laughs> I, I mean, it's added a certain level of amusement to the... It's just after the England game as well when uh, Mark Clattenburg brackets cheat brackets other referees are available. <laughs> he said uh, he said the reason he said I've, I've spoken to FIFA and they've said the reason the two Harry Kane ones weren't reviewed is that the ball went out quite quickly and went back into place. So they didn't have time to review them uh, because once the ball's back in play after it's gone out, etc. And then next morning uh, somebody on BBC said that FIFA had told them that there are actually two fouls by England players in the lead up to it. And then half an hour after that, FIFA said my f- my favourite thing in the World Cup so far is that they were going to review the review system <laughs> on the back of the England thing. So I like to think there'd be a separate bank of TVs with people watching the TVs and the referees. What it's just not. It's just the, the one that annoyed me most was Argentina's penalty that Messi missed, which is like, and the commentators go, well, they review every decision up to a goal, but they can't have reviewed that because it wasn't a penalty. It simply wasn't a penalty, and it's just. It, I'm not as angry as I was when it was in the FA Cup because it's playing right into my hands that we shouldn't have it. But it's not. It's it's actually making it more enjoyable in a strange sort of way because they're getting it so wrong. The couple of decisions have been have been absolutely right. You'd be churning. Got Spain out of a hole last night. Didn't yes, it? Well, in the old yeah, days they would, that would have been a one-one draw. I don't know if that's a good thing or no, a bad thing. No, but it was so off. It was clearly offside. I don't yeah, think clearly. anybody watching that didn't go. That's not offside. I mean, that's 
And the, the worst thing about that was is that Iran and, and their wonderful support. Iran had 15 seconds of mayhem in, in the in the stadium, and then had it taken away from them because they they wouldn't have had that because they would have known that the flag was up because every football fan would have been watching for the flag. But it hasn't it hasn't disrupted the game as much as I wanted it to do. But it certainly hasn't done its job. Okay. We were speaking to somebody who knows quite a bit about uh, VAR and uh, over here and how it all works. And all the communication is in simple English. Which oh, that's even like the other, well, it is. The other day yeah. they had a complete team of Spanish-speaking officials, I think Panama or somewhere like that. But yet they were still having to communicate VAR-wise in English. So you can see that's not great. Like air traffic control. Like air traffic control, control yeah. 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 Well, that's a strange thing as well because I think the, the game last night, uh, Spain, Iran, the, the referee was Uruguayan, so of course he could speak to the Spanish players, but quite obviously can't speak to the Iranian players, most of them, so I presume that's an issue. So well, that, I wonder what the simple instructions are getting in their ear then, in just simple English, but I think the fact that the VAR referees are wearing their kit is what annoys me the most. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no it's need true, for it. I it's, know. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It I mean, should be FIFA Blazers, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? basically. Well, have you, so what games have you seen live then? Uh, no. We went to the Russia-Egypt game. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. It was fantastic. wonderful being there. So did you, did you catch the Germany-Mexico game before you went? Uh, yes, well, yes, we saw that. We watched that one at the Fan Fest. That was, was I fantastic. I think that's my favourite game. You saw it over yeah. there? Uh, yes, we in saw it. No, in the, the, the Fan Fest. No, not, we didn't go to the We're game. We're off to Germany-Sweden in Sochi. Yeah, so Germany-Sweden oh, next. So I think, yeah, very, very lovely. I think that Germany-Mexico game was the not only the best game in the tournament for me, but one of the most, most world, if you understand what I'm saying, the most World Cup game. Yeah, I've seen for a long time. It's just two, just two contrasting styles and full attention, full of good football. And the Mexican fans again. The, the fans have been just amazing out there. I think no, it's, it's been brilliant. Very yeah, good, very good point by you, Kevin. Because yeah. at World Cups in the old days, there was always this contrast of players you didn't know, European, mm, and South yeah, American. Yeah. Good point, Kevin. We're out of time. Good to talk to you. Good um, to talk hopefully, to you. catch up with you later in the. What are you up to at the moment? Anything you want to tell us about? I'm googling Cat Circus. Just oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> the most important. I'm, I'm, um, we've got the second preview of the Arthur Smith play that I told you about uh, yep. before, which is on tonight in Streatham. Uh, I, ironically, it turns out it's in the same building that Arthur Smith's dad met his mum, which is what the wow. play's about. So wow. that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, so and you're taking that to Edinburgh, is that right? We are taking that to Edinburgh and then on tour after Edinburgh. So I promise you I'm going to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get Cheers. a mini bar in just for you, Andy. <laughs> All the best. Thanks, All Kevin. Right. Bye-bye, Kevin. Thanks. Comedian and writer Kevin Day, they're back in London. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Uh, now, um, as, as the, the listeners have been listening over the last few days will know, uh, we see you as a future TV star. We are representing you. We're, we're, I think we're your agents. And Definitely are. 100% you are. Yeah, yeah don't worry look, about that. We're coming up with TV formats for you, which we're going to take to broadcasters when we get home. Uh, this is a little uh, documentary series. Uh, you in Iran, of course, travelling around the Freeth of Baghdad. <laughs> I think I think that'll be great. It's a kind of travelogue, yeah. really, of your, your views on uh, what I, it's like there now. I'm very excited about this one. Sunshine on Freeth. Yeah. Steve goes on holiday with the Proclaimers. Yeah. It's quite a long walk to the beach, 500 yards. It is, yeah, but they're prepared to walk it, both boys said. You know, uh, it is, It's quite a long way at the beach from the hotel, but it's your travel show, like a holiday show. A Freeth in our midst, which yeah, is yeah. where you basically, you're heavily, like, kind of, think of like Ant and Deck when they, when they kind of lot like prosthetic makeup and they go in and people think they've got to find out who is Steve Freeth in the room. So we're Freeth in our midst and they win cash and cars. That's a good one, that. Yeah. I, I, I would be like to a, a, a fat Iniesta. So yeah, yeah, maybe I could dress up as him. Fat Iniesta. Yes, you're just yeah. a fat uh, Iniesta. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, for me, finally, Freeth Ledger. This is uh, Steve's guide to bookkeeping for small businesses. Well, yeah, that's more probably an online course, really. I mean, that's not a bad way for you to kick off with Freeth Ledger and then we'll build up to the big ITV entertainment shows on Saturday night, Steve. Are you happy with that? That's I'm the strategy we've built for you on this trip. 
Yeah, I think I've upped the percentage to 20% on, on the back of that, guys. Some great ideas there. Fantastic. Catch up with you tomorrow, Steve. Thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers, guys. All the best. Steve Freeth there from Bet365. All the latest odds. Now, uh, let's get the World Cup update on a plate with Just Eat. Update on a plate on TalkSport with Just Eat. Tap the app, audio takeaway, and try to remain calm. Just Eat. Put it on the plate. And still very nervous about being linked to this uh, promotion and being thought on a plate. His tinsel, the giblets are quivering. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure his giblets are quivering. Equivalent. His giblets are quivering. Anyway, uh, tinsel, the turkey, we turn to every day for a tactical take. He's working over here as a uh, FIFA observer. He really fits that blazer well. He looks I've seen him a few times in that technical area. Yeah, I know. I think he basically, yeah, it was a little passing nod to Set Blatter. The other day. He had a Nike cap on, though. The, bla- the FIFA had a go, was trying, right, right trying to chop his head off. So, anyway, let's uh, say hello to Tinsel this afternoon. Hi, Tinsel. <laughs> yeah, having a great time. Thanks very much. I hope that's true of you, too. Uh, Denmark, Australia, I know you want to focus on. I know you're a big fan uh, of Australia. Why is that? <laughs> I don't eat turkeys at Christmas. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. I can understand that, can't <laughs> you? They don't like a little bit of fish on yeah, the beach, or they tend right, not to yeah. eat turkey. So, uh, today... I know you've got quite strong views. You feel they should revert to the three-at-the-back system that they had before Bert van Meijerwijk uh, took over. So do you think that's likely to happen today? No, it doesn't look like... Oh, OK, sorry. Oh, blimey. You can't believe Tim... Blimey. Blimey. He, he thinks the more orthodox 4-2-3-1 will ultimately be their downfall in this FIFA World Cup And he can't believe Tim Cahill's still playing at his Yeah, age. I know. Yeah, you're still a big fan of Tim's? Apparently, he doesn't eat turkey either. <laughs> so, what's the score going to be, Tinsel, in this one? There are. Uh, okay. Well, he's gone. He's gone for one-one. That's fair. So he's, he's slightly sat on the fence. You ever seen a turkey sitting on a fence? <laughs> oh, really? I don't think I have actually. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Thanks for downloading us once again. We'll catch up with you tomorrow live from Moscow. Enjoy all the football today. Keep it talk sport. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? 
Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit talksport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.